is the Warrior Wealth Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jackson, and today, February 4th, 2018, I am bringing on a special guest, a professional MMA fighter, and one hell of a dude that has just recently joined the team, Anthony Pagalero. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Good, uh, good to have you on today. Uh, how's the weather out there? Where are you, where, where are you at, anyways? I'm actually in uh, in Utah, right outside of Salt Lake City, um, in Logan, Utah. And oh. today it's actually uh, today it's pretty pretty chilly. I mean, we've been getting snow, but it's only in the mountains, so I guess we're lucky in that part. Right. Yeah, it snowed a little bit here in Ohio. Um, we've got a couple. It looks like about an inch or two inches, and it seems to start to uh, looks like it's starting to melt off. So, uh, anyways, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Anthony? Well, um, I went into the service when I was 16. Um, I was in the Air Force for six years. <clears throat> I started as a as a, a HVAC with my MOS, and then I cross-trained into the military police. Um, it's not what I originally wanted to go in for, but I, I gave it a try, and I, I fell in love with it. Um, I've been fighting uh, professionally probably for about four years now before that. Um, I was an amateur fighter because, of course, yeah, you know, you have to work your way up. Right. Um, so I did amateur fighting for probably about six years. Um, I love it. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. It's a it's a good good sport. It's a good career. Um, I love what I do. Um, I'm also teaching and instructing uh, young adults and teenagers in boxing and in self defense. So that's another. Another thing that I love and enjoy doing, also. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Sounds excellent. What? Uh, how many years have you been fighting? You said. Um, altogether, probably about uh, eleven or twelve. Okay. And what what got you into uh, the the self defense or the uh, MMA circle, or shall I say, ring? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, being originally from New York, where I grew up. Um, you know, being on the streets, everybody thinks of the city, um, which I didn't live in the city. I lived on the outskirts of the city. Um, you know, you had to learn how to defend yourself because of all the gangs, all the, you know, all the street fights. Um, so my biological father actually got me into um, Taekwondo at the time. Um, so I did Taekwondo all throughout high school. Um, and then when I went to the service um, with my MOS cross-training into uh, you know, the military police, we had to learn self-defense, um, and jiu-jitsu was one of those self-defense um, classes we took, uh-huh. and I fell in love with it. Um, it's a great mind, um, it teaches you patience, you know, courage, strength, um, it's just a, an awesome, awesome experience to do. Right. Um, I got stationed here in Utah, <clears throat> um, and when I was here, I actually went to one of the gyms here. And it was an MMA gym, and I knew nothing about MMA or cage fighting or anything like that. The coach there, Juan um, a Cruz, actually noticed that I had, um, what's the word I'm looking for, skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, hey, you know, you want to give, you know, I want to give the cage a try. You want to give some, you know, give fighting a try. And I said, I um. I really don't want to get punched and kicked in the face or, you know, twisted up in certain ways. I'm just doing this more of a, you know, to stay in shape, to get, you know, keep active, be my self-defense, you know, area. And he's, oh, just just give it a try. So I said, okay. 
So a week went by, you know, I kept training some more, <clears throat> and him and I actually stepped into the cage. It was just, you know, him and I. Um, we went one full round, and I hate to admit it, after that round, you know, I lost control. I, I freaked out. I started crying, you know, because of all the adrenaline rushing and, and everything that was going on. Right. Uh, I lasted that whole time. Um, but granted, because, you know, he's a coach and he knows, you know, what to throw, how to throw it. You know, he wasn't trying to beat the crap out of me, you know, destroy me. He was just trying to see if I had what it took. Right. Um, and after that, I've just, I've been doing it ever since. I love it. It's a, it's an awesome, awesome sport. You know, it keeps you in shape. It keeps your mind, your body in shape. Um, it keeps you in tuned. Um, it teaches you to, it, it teaches you how to laugh at certain situations knowing you know knowing that you can do what you do right what uh <coughs> excuse me what is your style like what what do you focus on the most when it comes to um in the ring shall we say what's your ultimate uh go-to technique or style um well being a lot uh, for those that watch ufc there's strikers um there's ground and pound there's submissionists um, and with me, I'm not a big striker, but I will strike if I have to. Um, so I take boxing along with Muay Thai. Um, I did kickboxing for a couple years. So I have my striking part, but with me, I love to ground uh, to ground a pound. So I'll <clears throat> I'll throw a couple punches, I'll throw a couple kicks, I'll take you to the ground, and I'll just I'll beat the crap out of you on the ground. Or I will, as as they like to say, I will take your, your arm and put it behind your back or your leg and put it on top of your forehead and, and make you make you say, you know, dad. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on, right on, right on. I like it. Uh, so how many years have you been fighting professionally? And if you could clarify for our listeners, uh, when, when people say professional, what exactly does that mean? Um, in the MMA community and in the MMA world, <clears throat> you have to work your way up. And there's certain levels um, of the fighting world, like amateur. Um, there's a lot of rules in amateurs that we don't have in the pros because we have, you know, more rules. Um, amateurs, you're not allowed to kick to the face. You're not allowed to um, <clears throat> uh, knee to the body or foot stomps. Um, there's certain submissions you can't do as an amateur. Um, and you don't get paid as an amateur to fight. Um, okay. It's more of you go up there <clears> – <throat> And try to get noticed. You do get a record, you know, you get a win or a loss, but you're not getting paid to do it. Right. Um, as a professional, you start getting paid to fight. You can travel, um, go, you know, go to different states. Um, you have to get a license. You have to get a physical year. You have to get blood work um, every time you fight. Um, you can do head kicks. You can do knees. You can do um, pretty much almost any submission that you can think of. Um, so it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of passion to be a professional fighter. Um, and you can also get sponsors. You can get, I mean, there's so much that you can do as a pro. Um, and that's when everybody is looking at you in order to make, you know, to make that next step into either UFC or to the Bellator or to the World Series of Fighting. Okay. Okay. So it's almost like being an entrepreneur, basically. Once you get into the professional world, um, you got to either know how to continue and, and um, to be successful, or it looks like a lot of fighters, um, 
like let's say this how many how many to the ratio what how many actually succeed um, compared to those who fail once they become a professional like what does it take Ooh, being a professional is a lot of dedication um, a lot of risk-taking um, and it's a big mindset um, being a professional when you fight your fight camp is all year round no matter if you have a fight or not because you always have to be ready in case they call you up like on a two weeks notice or a week's notice saying hey we got to fight for you, you want to fight right. um, so with me my training I do um, two trainings a day and once I know I have a fight that can go on all the way up until four trainings a day to five so it's a lot of it's a lot of dedication um, being a professional you have to know how to talk to people you know have to you have to have to represent yourself you have to be a good you know a good person you can't be cocky um, you have to do a lot of things yourself as a professional until you get a manager until you or until you get to that next level so I've had to do a lot of um, finding sponsors, um, paying for training, paying for you know gear. Um, I have to do that all on my own. So, being an entrepreneur, uh, you have to learn what to say, how to say it. You know, giving them what they want so you can get what you want, um, and being that stand-up person for people to look up to. Right. So, when you get to the professional side. It's not all about just fighting. I mean, there's so much more into it. You've got your sales and marketing and all that. Basically, it becomes a business, right? Correct, yes. Now, when you look at, like, what, what, like when we talk about fighting, you think about, you know, um, guys like Conor McGregor, uh, Ken Shamrock, Tito Ortiz, and all those guys. Um, mm -hmm. when, they, when it comes to characteristics of fighters and athletes, what would you say the difference between a, being a fighter and being an athlete is? <laughs> There's always going to be a fighter. And the fighters are the ones that are fighting until they get punched in the face. You know, oh, I'm going to be a cage fighter or I'm going to fight. And then it changes their world once they get hit or kicked for the first time. Right. Um, so a fighter is somebody that just does it because they want the title or they want to get seen. Or it's kind of like a, um, I can't say it's the, the bully version, but it, it's the, I'm a fighter and you're not. Or I've done it, you haven't. An athlete is someone that loves and enjoys the sport, that dedicates it. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're upstanding, you know, they'll help others, they'll teach others. Um, yes, when it comes to being in the cage, it's just you and that other person. You know, once that door, that, that cage shuts, it's just you and him. Right. Um, so it takes a lot of dedication and, and understanding and, and patience. Um, but being an athlete, you have to train every day. You have to eat right every day. Um, you have to, you know, you have to be an upstanding person. You can't be the cocky. You can't be the, oh, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm going to mess you up, you know, type of person. Right. Yeah, I mean, so typically those guys that are just in it for the spotlight and for the glory of fighting itself, they, they probably don't do very well, do they? Um, no, and I can bring up an example. I had a fight last year. Um, no, actually, two years ago, sorry. And this guy, um, I, they call them the, the Facebook or, or Instagram predators. 
where they talk a lot of crap and they try to get in your head, um, you know, because being in this world, it's always a mind game also. Right. Um, you know, he was talking crap about my teammates. <clears throat> he was talking crap about my coaches. Um, and being an athlete and a pro, um, I just, you know, I didn't say anything. I didn't reply to his messages. I didn't reply to his, you know, his posts. And I did my all my showing in the cage. Um, that night, I had the fastest knockout and the fight of the night. I knocked him out in 10 seconds. Um, after after the fight, you know, they always have the, the, the post-fight interviews. And I pretty much said, you know, I respect him, but I don't respect him. Right. Um, you can talk all the talk you want. You can say everything you want. But when it comes to you and I in that cage, that's where you got to leave it at. And I just pretty much showed my showed my, my my respect and everything for him once we stepped into that cage. I, I let my hands do the talking. I, I noticed that like most of the athletes in the mixed martial arts world, you know, when they get in the ring, it, it is all about winning. And then mm -hmm. out of the ring, it seems like you get that respect um, for one another, uh, you know, and, and whatever the case may be, whether it's just seeing each other out or when you're up on the stage or, or you know, when you're in the... Um, getting ready for the fight at weigh-ins and whatnot, you still understand each other. And mm -hmm. it's like you can beat the crap out of one another, but then also you can be friends. And I think yep. that's highly respectable in that. There's a lot of people that, I've, that I have fought that we're excellent and best friends. I mean, we go to trainings together. We talk to each other. You know, we're it's one big family. I mean, there's not a place that I, that I can travel to that once I get there and people are like, oh, here, you're here? Come over to the gym or, hey, why don't you come train with us? And it's, and it's the same respect here, too. I mean, if there's ever something that's going on or if I need help or if they need help, we just hit up one another and say, oh, like, for example, people moving all the time. Hey, I need some help moving. Well, yeah, I'll be right there. Or, you know, there's never a hesitation in this in this big community. Awesome. So when you would, like, when someone asks should they get into the mixed martial arts sport, what, what would you tell them they first and foremost – need to understand about the sport huh the biggest thing is dedication it, it, you have to have dedication in this sport you can't just do it because <clears throat> you want to do it or you want to be you know or you want to you want to be able to punch somebody or kick somebody and just beat the crap out of somebody you want to you have to get into this community knowing that you're getting into a family that you're getting into something that a lot of people have respect for you because there's not a lot of people that can go in the cage and stay, you know, be in there for three minutes or be in there for five minutes and go three to five rounds. It takes a lot of heart, um, a lot of passion, a lot of dedication. Um, so it's not, it's not for those easy-minded at all. Right. <clears throat> so, it's, it, I mean, what age groups would you recommend... If someone was to say, hey, Anthony, can you teach my child um, self-defense? I know you, you. we have spoke before and you told me you was trying to dabble into more instructing and, and the coaching side of it. Um, mm -hmm. What age group would you say is the prime key when it comes to getting into the sport or just basically learning um, different backgrounds? Like what would you recommend? Um, starting out, um, I mean, there's always – no matter what age you are, you can always learn something. Um, but being in this type of a sport, I would say that the, the earliest would be 10 years old. 
because that's when you're actually able to understand and comprehend what the instructor or the coach is trying to teach you. Anything younger than 10, they're not really in it. They're just doing it because, you know, mom and dad are saying, hey, why don't you give this a try? So I would say probably from 10 years old on and, and up and higher. Okay. And when you go into your defense classes um, for the people that you teach, what all do you really focus on? What, Like, you know, basically what's your routine of the day? Um, how do you go about it? And basically what do you cover? Um, when I'm teaching and instructing classes, my first thing is getting your mind right. Um, you have to have a clean mind, a clear mind, in order to learn, in order to understand, you know, the whole self-defense aspect. Um, yes, I will teach you <clears throat> all the self-defense techniques to, you know, to defend yourself, but at the same time, you, you have to understand why you're doing it, and knowing that you're, you're doing it just to defend yourself, not to go out there and use it against other people. So the mind the mindset is the big thing that I that I that I work on. You have to, I have to get you to that to that understanding and and patience and and comprehending and relaxing of a mind before I can start instructing you. Right. Yeah, you know, getting into that, it seems like a lot of people kind of backing up, you know, when when I had asked what kind of personalities get into fighting and it's either the fighter or the athlete the athletes they understand that there's a lot of mind and body and soul when it comes to learning certain styles it's mm -hmm. you know it kind of teaches you a, a life's lesson all in itself what would you say that you've gathered from uh, getting into the sport what have you learned how to deal with or you know basically um, how have you used it to become the person you are today Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think most of all is, I know I keep repeating it, but the mind. Um, knowing what it takes to be in that cage, <clears throat> to train, um, to do what we have to do. Um, if you don't have a clear mind, you're going to be using the fighting and the stuff that you're learning for, you know, a dumb reason. Like, for example, you can become a bully, you know, because all these, all these styles, there's not a lot of people that know them. And if you know them, you can do a lot of damage and you can hurt people. Um, so I think the biggest thing I've learned from being in this sport um, is the respect, the courage, um, the heart that it takes to do all of our styles and, and our and our training. Um, it's definitely not not easy, and a lot of people think it is. Um, I know I, I have a couple. <clears throat> couple idols that I always have looked up to and the reason why I got into the sport and that's Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bruce Lee. Um, a lot of Bruce Lee's quotes I still use in my trainings because I, they, you know, it shows, it shows in life what it really, really is. Um, my favorite quote that he always says is, do not pray for the, for an easy life, pray for strength to endure a difficult one. And that is always my, my go-to saying that he that Bruce Lee stated. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. Life's not easy, and if you're prepared for it, I think that's the key is always being prepared, and that mm -hmm. comes in anything that we do. You know, you can be 
prepared for life in general. You can be prepared for um, when it comes to business. You can be prepared for you know that test, whatever. If you're prepared, you're you're going to kick ass. You know you're going to come out ahead and on top. So. <clears throat> What uh, what all styles do you know when it comes to uh, the sport? Um, <clears throat> I know jiu-jitsu, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, judo, um, wrestling, boxing, <clears throat> and Muay Thai. Those are all my specialties that I've actually tried to concentrate on and, you know, become my own style. <clears throat> what, what's your most favorite? What would you say that that you really want to target when when it comes to training? I know you got to be equally balanced, but what is your most go-to? What would you say? Um, my <clears throat> my most go-to would probably be um, the jujitsu part. Like I said, I'd rather take you to the ground and, and twist you up and have you call me, you know, who's your daddy, um, <laughs> and and rather than rather punch or kick you. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, so, for the listeners, we are providing the self-defense service to you. Um, as I said earlier and in the beginning of this podcast, Anthony will be the instructor for that. Um, feel free to check him out, check us out, see what we're about, visit us on social media, and uh, hopefully we can start providing some kind of value to you in these podcasts. I brought Anthony along just so he can kind of go back into his background, a little bit about him. And I, I kind of want to share his story um, and share who he is with you guys. If there's, you know, something you want to hear in the next podcast, there's going to be a ask Chris uh, on the side, either on the blog pages or on the podcast themselves. They'll send you to a contact form uh, basically send in your feedback, comments, and what you'd like to hear for us. Um, so anyways, Anthony, thanks for being on today's podcast. It, uh, go ahead and tell us, you know, one more thing about you before we leave. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, being in this sport and being, doing what I do, um, <clears throat> I'm not, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't brought up in the, the greatest environment, and that's another reason why I got into the sport. Um, I was constantly tossed back and forth between my biological father and my mother um, since I was one years old. Um, I've had to go to a lot of different schools. I've had to make friends, be in different environments. Um, my stepfather was a bad alcoholic, so whenever I was with my mother, um, my mom and I would have to go in shelters. I've had to lie in order to, you know, protect my mom and protect him because at the time I didn't know I was young. Um, so I just say that, you know, life is not the easiest. And being in this sport and having self-defense, you'll learn how to understand and, and you know, make yourself happy. And if you can't make yourself happy, then life's not going to be happy. Um, so... <clears throat> Not everybody in this sport is doing it because they just want to do it or they want to have that fame. Um, every fighter has a story that a lot of people don't know about. Um, being <clears throat> being an athlete, we're we're one big 
family and we're, we're, we're teddy bears. <clears throat> you can come to us for anything. You can talk to us about anything because most likely we've either been through it or we know somebody that has and we can understand that. Um, right. And then being in the military also, I mean, it's it's helped me out a lot mentally. Um, so it's not, a life is not, not easy. So, but uh, I'm here for anybody that wants to talk or, or wants to chat. Outstanding, outstanding. Glad to have you, man. It's always a pleasure to have people like you on this podcast. And uh, before we go, I just want to say, Connor McGregor, Anthony's coming for you January 2019. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is the Warrior Wealth Solutions podcast. You can find us over at warriorwealthsolutions.com. Find us on social media. And if there's something you want to hear in the next podcast, go ahead and hit that comment button and leave us some uh, informational type content as to what you would like to hear. And uh, that's it for today. We'll see you next time. Don't